The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome to today's episode of the Bright Side Podcast. My guest today is Ariana Margulis, author and illustrator of the book, But Like Maybe Not, and the Instagram account, But Like Maybe. Thank you for being here. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. You and I kind of have an interesting relationship because we sort of became <laughs> friends over Instagram, but I now feel like we're friends in real life. It's totally true. We are. <laughs> and also, Ariana designed the graphic for our podcast, which you did such a great job. I was so grateful for you for doing that. I was really excited to have my own little custom cartoon for the first time ever. It was really fun, but it's always really nerve wracking, like cartooning someone because you're like, oh, I hope they like it. I got to make them look cute. (laughs) You did. You made me super cute. I'm grateful. Um, Um, But I I really wanted to have you on because you just, I love your account, your Instagram account and all of the work that you do, you have such a great sense of humor. You're super relatable and self-deprecating. And I think you turned something like dating, which can be really difficult or complicated or painful or emotional for people and find the light and the humor in it. And in a way that literally I think everyone can relate to. I just wanted to have you on to talk about what your background is and all the (laughs) things. Yeah, literally starting from the very beginning. So can you tell us where you kind of got started? Well, I like to joke that basically this but like maybe kind of was born out of a breakup. So like many good things are artistically, turned my broken heart into art, as cheesy as that is. I don't think it's cheesy. I think it's so true. (laughs) It's very real. Yeah, it's Um, real. But when I say breakup, I guess I should really call it a dumping because I got dumped. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a breakup because I feel like breakup is mutual. Um, yeah. Well, I love you. Yeah. This is why I love you because I feel like <laughs> I would be so embarrassed to say I got dumped, but we've all been dumped. Oh yeah. It's we've just real life. But if we're honest, I think a lot of us have also dumped people too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that there's, there's both sides, even though a lot of the time my cartoons are about my side of the heartache. Like, I think sometimes I have to remember too, like, Oh, I've, I've hurt people before, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's other sides to it. Um, yeah. But I'll take us back to a, it was a lovely day in May. It was actually right around now, a few years ago, I was seeing this guy. At the time I was working for Ralph Lauren. I just recently became a full-time artist. I used to do um, window displays. So I was like the elf that worked while you slept. And I was dating this guy who also worked at Ralph. And I thought we were going to have this like cute little, like perfect you know, Ralph wedding and relationship. <laughs> and we went to go visit his family for the first time. And they had this like gorgeous house in, I forget, it was like Connecticut or Rhode Island, one of those, something like that on the water. And we had this like magical weekend. Like I was like, oh, the parents loved me. It was great. We came back. And the following day, he was like, after work, he was like, do you want to go for a walk in Central Park? And I was like, Yes, so cute. And here I was thinking, oh my gosh, like we just had this amazing weekend. Like he's going to sit me down and tell me he loves me. Like this is it. <laughs> and we literally get like six steps into the park and he sits me out on a park bench and he puts his hand on my thigh and he's like, You are amazing. And I don't know if you've ever heard those words, but generally when someone tells you you're amazing, but 
some shit's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you're amazing, but, and like my heart just like, my, uh. my heart, my stomach, everything dropped. And I knew, I knew what was happening. And he was like, I'm just not myself right now. I really need to focus on work. And I've just, you've really been throwing off my meditation schedule. And I was like, what? And so he gave me this like long list of reasons, but that was the number one. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to tell her something that isn't so typical of a dude to right, say. Maybe yeah, this will make her feel better. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it a little obscure. Um, and I found that so hilarious yet. Also like I was like crying on the inside, but also like dying of laughter and I'll never forget, like I stood up and I was like, I wasn't going to show him any, I didn't want to like show him how upset I was. I was like, I never want to speak to you again. I went over to fifth Avenue and I like, like out of a movie, cause I'd always wanted to do this. I like put up my hand and yelled taxi <laughs> <laughs> and I got in a car and went down cabin, went back downtown and I didn't speak to him again until maybe a year or so later at Paul's baby grand when I was drunk and threw a drink at him. <laughs> but I successfully didn't speak to him. Like I was like, I went dark, like unfollowed, didn't look at a picture, unfollowed all his friends. Cause I was, I'm like the person that's like, if we're done, I can't see anything or else I will spiral. Yeah. And then I found this so funny yet, you know, like I was like, wow, I kept telling people the story that I started doodling cartoons about him breaking up with me. And then it led to more cartoons about past things that had happened to me. And then it was cartoons about my job or my boss or my hangover or my period. And I was like, why don't I put these all in one area? Mm -hmm. So the Instagram account, I started, you know, really churning, churning them out. And how did you come up with the name? But like, maybe. You know, it's weird. It, it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, do I give her a name? Like, does she have a name? Is She's me, but she's not me. And then I was like, I thought of something. My parents always used to make fun of me for saying like too much. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, always like, okay, but like, maybe it's kind of one of those, oh, those phrases, like, but like, maybe he likes me, but like, maybe I'll do this one day. I don't know. So it just kind of went with it. I love it. Thank you. And then it's, she's everyone kind of. You know? Well, I think what's really cool about what you do is that for as ridiculous as the behaviors that she does, she, you, or, <laughs> and I'm talking about yeah. the book I've read. I mean, I've read your book and everything, which I love. I can literally flip to any page in your book. I have it sitting here right in front of me. I can flip to any page in your book and I immediately start laughing at whatever, whatever well, I'm reading because they're all so good. But as ridiculous as some of the behaviors are, we all do them. Right. And you also recognize that they're ridiculous, right? So right. like we we know that what we're doing is not okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But we still do it anyway. That's what I think is so funny. It's it's you know, it's like crazy recognizes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all like, oh yeah, I get that. I've been there. I've done that. And I I was so obsessed with the idea of love. I mean, I still am. I think everyone is. Mm -hmm. But I was so obsessed and I had had so many heartaches and that's kind of the what the book is about. The book is a collection of all of my past dating stories. And I was just that girl that like, I never had a serious relationship and I didn't understand why. I always had like tons of dates and tons of like these like mini relationships, like three weeks to three months. Like I would be 
me and a guy would be hot and heavy. And then all of a sudden it would end. And I never understood why. And I think it was like, I was putting so much pressure on myself and this idea of the relationship. And ironically, once I started doing, but like maybe I had something of my own that I was like proud of. And I had something going on for myself and something to focus on that gave me self-worth rather than just like, oh, I need a man. Oh, Mm -hmm. I need a relationship. Oh, I need to be with someone. And then that'll be it. Like, I'll be good, you know? And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Like if you want to just get married, have like, you know, I still want to do that someday, but I just think that I was putting way too much pressure on myself. And I think a lot of us do that. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're explaining, I think I can relate to in that when I meet someone, if I am interested in them and I feel some kind of chemistry, I all, I'm already in my head jumping to what 10 years down the line looks like, Right. you know, (laughs) and my friends will say to me, you don't even really know if you like this person yet. Like, can you just slow it down for a second? And it's fun to kind of fantasize about all the possibilities and what it could look like. But you're so right in that having other interests and having other things that take up your time, even having strong friendships or just independence in general, allow you a little more flexibility where like you're not leaning so heavily into whoever you're dating that if, you know, people come and go, it's not as big of a deal. And right. Yeah. And then you're able to be a little more relaxed. Yeah. And you learn more about yourself too, I think with each relationship, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And completely different things from each person. For sure. And I wouldn't turn any of that around. I wouldn't have, you know, not had him dump me on this park bench and all that stuff, you know, because everything leads to one thing to another. And if I didn't have all these sad, weird stories, I wouldn't have a book. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that that's also so true is that I really believe that heartbreak and see, I'm really excited. This is another reason I'm so excited to have you on because I don't let myself talk about dating and relationships pretty much ever on this podcast, but because this is what you, this This is is like your specialty, I finally get to unleash and talk a little bit about it. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think that each time you go through one of these experiences, I think that they're really inspirational for creating, like you were saying, you made, you ended up with your book and your Instagram. And I think that's what it is, is like, they're really motivating for creativity and just, you know, like expressing yourself. So you find new avenues of doing that whenever you go through heartbreak. Yeah. I mean, I think even like now in what we're going through, it's been weird because I find myself coming up with some of the best stuff I've ever done. Like, you know, I've been creating little animated videos and things like that because I have more time, number one. And also because I'm feeling all sorts of weird feelings like pain and anxiety and questioning things. And I'm just like trying to let it out. Yeah. The only way to get them out is to, for me, it's writing, you know, I'll just Mm -hmm. sit down and write. I've written so many poems. I mean, these aren't going to go anywhere, but still I, you know, they don't have to. Right. And it it just helps to get it out. I actually showed, I had a dinner with a friend last night and I showed her one of the videos you had made recently, like this, the savage one. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. Thank you. Yeah. I've tried to do um, little animations, but I, I, like I was joking with you earlier, I'm very technologically inept. So I still draw every frame when I do a video, like old school animation and connect them all together. Um, I think that's fun though, because it feels like a little (laughs) bit of a throwback. You know what I mean? Like people don't, it doesn't need to be any fancier than that. I feel like it's cool the way that you do it. And I love that your illustrations are not that they're simple, but they're not, you know. Oh, they are. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like that they're crappy. Like I like to joke, like, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fine artist, you know, and I didn't go to, I wasn't, you know, trained. And I think a lot but of you're artists very aren't... talented, what you're making. I mean, you're <sighs> definitely creating art. I, I could never do anything even close to that. Well, thank you. No, thank you. It's just, I actually think that makes the art more relatable in a sense that it's a little mm-hmm. less perfect, you know, mm-hmm. I think. And also I can draw quickly and my character is just two eyes and a mouth. She's just lines. She's no color. She's no distinct features. And that's why I think, you know, when you see a picture of someone, it's harder to relate. But when you see like just a cartoon, you can almost like put yourself in that body. So that's what I think is cool and helpful about like part of the like way I draw. That's a very good point. Did you go to school? Did you, where did your drawing begin? So I was always kind of one of those kids that didn't really pay attention in class. Um, So I doodled over and over and over. And I'll never forget, someone once told me, I was like, oh man, I love drawing people, but I'm so bad at drawing hands. And they were like, just draw a hand over and over and over. So I would have notebooks just like full of hands. And it's just like, even if you go, it's really funny to my first post. I feel like that's the thing right now on Instagram. Like I go back to my first post and look at the way I used to draw, but Mm -hmm. like maybe her, she is night and day compared to what she looks like now. It's two completely different characters, but essentially it's just two eyes and mouth, but it's just the way I've been drawing first, like evolved. And which is, I think kind of cool. And, you know, teaching yourself. I mean, I went to an artsy school, but I never really had like formal training. Um, And I always had artsy jobs, but drawing was actually always my kind of moonlighting therapy. So kind of like your writing. On top of being really good at drawing, you're also hilarious. So where does that (laughs) come from? I feel like you could be a stand-up comedian. (laughs) That's very kind of you. Thank you. I've always wanted to try stand-up. I've probably talked to the camera on Instagram like three times ever. So I think I'd have to get over like myself to be able to do that. But I grew up in a family that always made fun of me. It was tough love. And I really appreciate that. Like everyone was super sarcastic. You're from the Midwest, sorry? Yes. I'm from Michigan. Okay, Michigan. A small town suburb of Detroit. And yeah, like even in relationships, it's been tough for me because like I fight emotion with laughter and sarcasm. Mm -hmm. So like people will be like, you know, guys in the past are like, why can't you just say this instead of like making a joke or, you know, and that's my defense mechanism. And that's what I do is, you know, I might be feeling one way, but I'm going to pretend I'm feeling this way. Or if I'm feeling some way, I'm going to laugh it off and try to make it less painful with this joke about it. One of my friends said something about that recently, like about laughing so that you don't cry. You know, mm-hmm. we just have to make a joke out of it so that we don't cry because otherwise it's way too heavy. And it made me realize, and this is something that I've been working through with my therapist, is that I do a similar kind of thing. Like I'll take a situation where I feel really sad or, and about something that's actually very serious and I'll just kind of try to joke about it right. because that somehow makes me feel better. Even like that though makes it, it okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, like it somehow makes it okay, even though it's not funny, but it's like a way of putting a spin on it that makes me feel better about it. Right. And it's interesting too, like, you know, when I'm drawing for Instagram, you know, some of it is very like true to what I'm going through at that very moment. Like, let's say 
I get in a fight with someone and I'm upset and I draw a joke about, you know, saying sorry or something. And it's like, sometimes my cartoons are literally like for one person. Like I'm literally drawing it. I was wondering that because I, yeah, now that I know you a little bit better, sometimes I think when I see a cartoon that you've drawn, I'm like, I wonder if she's got something going on right now. (laughs) It it is funny because so it's definitely certain days it's, it's very much an outlet for me. And I almost love it. Cause I'm like, I'm going to make him feel sorry, or I'm going to make him realize what he's got. Or, you know, one day I'm like, I'm going to make my boss know that, you know, he was a jerk or something. Right, it's you such know. a good excuse to put it all out there without anybody really thinking anything of it. Right. But then the problem is sometimes I'll be like, Oh man, I haven't posted in three days. I'm going to like, go back and repost like something that did well or something if I'm if I'm lazy or like if I'm busy and it'll be completely not what's going on in my life but then someone will interpret it as (laughs) such and then it gets me into huge trouble because like I've you know been told before like I didn't even mean that (laughs) right and like no one believes me and I'm like okay whatever like you're taking this too serious and then I'll like screenshot I'll go back and find it and I'll be like see January 2017 I've done this before (laughs) you're like I want you to read into them when I want you to read into them and when I don't want you to read into them (laughs) it's insane (laughs) exactly it's selective selective (laughs) I think it's really cool too because you're also not only is it cathartic for you but you're also helping people through really challenging times in their own lives, you know, like that must feel good for you. I mean, it's crazy the messages I get and it's really cool of people saying like, Hey, I just, this just happened to me or this just happened to my friend. And, you know, people send me, you know, paragraphs of things of stories, or they ask me for advice or, you know, the cool thing is sometimes I've literally posted like, I'm not okay today or something like that. Or I've drawn my girl like with a sad face and people reach out to me and they're like, hope you're doing okay. Try to smile. And I'm just like, man, that's so cool. Like, you know, it is. I think that as much as, you know, we can hate on Instagram for taking up so much of our time. Mm -hmm. I do think there's something to be said for the community that you can form on there. And, you know, sometimes I've had a similar thing happen where I'll feel really bummed out on the day or like, even in creating this podcast, does it make sense for me to do it? Are people going to care? And then I'll get a message from someone saying how they felt really inspired by some random thing that I said that I didn't even think was going to be that way. And it makes me feel like, okay, this is, you know, keep going and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's very encouraging. I think that's so true. And it's sometimes the things you say that you didn't even, you know, plan on being like impactful. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think for every... I'm not saying I don't get mean comments, but I think I've the over overwhelmingly I'd say I'd get, you know, more positive, which is great. And you've got to learn to go with that. That stuff. Yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure that I found your account when I was I had just started dating some guy, and it was it was a little bit of a messy situation. But I remember reading your cartoons and thinking, okay, first of all, I'm not the only one that's dealing with this crap. Yeah, and because I haven't honestly haven't dated in probably seven or eight years because I was in such a long-term relationship and then kind of fell into my next relationship. And so it was the first time I was really back on the dating scene in a long time when Mm -hmm. I found your account. And I remember reading whichever cartoon it was and just thinking, okay, so 
maybe I am being a little nuts about this, but also it's just normal, you know? And I felt so much better that there are so many other people out there going through the same thing. And I'm reading all your com- like comments from people who are reading the post too. And I'm like, okay, we're just all in this together. We're all in it together. <laughs> exactly. Do you ever have issues with, like, if you've dated someone and you're cartooning about them or like stories that you've included in your book where someone says, what the hell? I can't believe you shared that or... Oh, I mean, most of the guys in the book actually thought it was funny. And, but I did have to like legally like change their names, change descriptions, you know, things like that. I got mostly positive. I have one guy in the book who, you know, you always have that, that like one guy who like throughout history, like back and forth. I, in the book, his name is Leo. Yeah. And it was one of those things where, Kind of like how Mark Zuckerberg like made Facebook for that one girl to stick it to her. Like I made that. I swear I didn't I know about that. Well, at least that's like what in the social network. Like at the end, the one friend request is from the girl that he was into or something and okay. wanted to date. I feel like I had been so wronged so many times by this guy, and in the same sense, I think I probably thought read too much into our relationships at times too. But it was this back and forth for. I mean, we, we had a push pull relationship for like seven years and, you know, I'd always run back to him and he'd date other people and then come back to me and then we would just hook up and it was so toxic. But I kind of like made this book thinking like, I'm going to do a whole chapter on him and he's going to read it and he's going to be like, wow, I like her and, or I was so wrong and da, 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 da. And guess what? He didn't say, congrats on the book. He didn't tell me he read it. I don't know if he bought it. I think like part of me kept wanting wanting to believe that he did. But then part of me was like the realist and was like, just like you needed to tell yourself then, you needed to tell yourself <laughs> now. He didn't buy your fucking book and he right. didn't read it. And he doesn't want you. Like, you know, like it's just like... <laughs> Maybe he doesn't care. I mean, right. that's the thing. I think we can read... It, we read into a lot of situations what we want to see, you know, right. or what we want to think or feel. And yeah. even, right, like when I'm writing poetry or when I'm whatever I'm writing, I think I just really want to share this because I want the person to, that I'm writing yes. about to see it and I want them to totally. feel it. And I, and yeah, exactly. It's like, what's even the point? What's it going right. to change? In your yeah. case, fortunately, it ended up being a really good book that so many people can get something out of. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It's so funny. I read the entire thing in one night. That's what I wanted it to be, you know, super digestible, super easy. I have a very limited attention span. That's why Instagram is a great medium for me. And it's really visual too. You know, it's, there's like a hundred cartoons in there and then it's like mini stories. Each chapter is like a mini story about a different and guy. Just so our listeners know, because I'm not sure that we said it, the book is called But Like Maybe Don't. Yes. But Like Maybe Don't. You can get it in the link in my bio, but it's also, it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's all the places. It's such a good book. Um, and also such a good gift for anyone who's going through a breakup or just honestly as a gift for your girlfriend, just to laugh because we can all go through. I was laughing this morning because I opened it to reread some of the stuff. And I'm looking at the page right now where there's a a little tent camped out of a pizza (laughs) restaurant and there's some eyes poking out of the tent and it says any minute now and it's a guy, (laughs) whoever her crush is waiting inside the pizza spot. And I was laughing because when I was 22, 
I've learned my lesson about that, by the way. Now I like avoid any spot of my exes, right. like the plague. I'm like, this is just, it looks so creepy and weird when you do that shit. But when I was 22, I totally went to this restaurant in New York and my ex-boyfriend at the time, he didn't even live in New York. He lived in LA, but it was still his favorite restaurant in New York. And I went mm-hmm. there with one of my friends. It was called Leo, actually. Do you remember that place? No, I don't know of it. It was a really good restaurant back then. It closed uh-huh. maybe three or four years ago. Anyway, it was his favorite restaurant. And I took my girlfriend, made a reservation. We went there. And he just happened to be in town from L.A. that night. But I, no. And I didn't know, but I kind of had a feeling. And right. when I think back on that, you know, like I was at the restaurant before he was. And he came in after and saw me there. But he must have been like, what is this girl's deal? Of right? course. <laughs> like, we, what are you doing? We, we do those things. We're like, oh, well. I can eat this restaurant too. You know, like we try to justify it in our heads. Yeah. I mean, I remember I like your story. I had a guy who I dated and in, he he had a car, which in New York was weird, but he had a car and I knew where his parking garage was. So every day I would walk that street (laughs) home instead of my street home, because I was like, maybe I'll catch him on the way leaving his parking garage from work. And I'm like, that is, I did that literally for maybe, I don't even know how long, months. And it's like, <laughs> it's so stupid. Like why? Like, and creepy. And it's, well, the thing is it's transparent too, because then when you run into them, they're like, uh, right. why are you walking are the you? street? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> why are you at this restaurant? You know, it's my yeah. favorite restaurant. Right. There, we're in New York City. There are so many other places you could go. It's true. But that being said, on the flip side, I'm sure you understand that New York and LA are both very small worlds. And there is this sense of like, oh gosh, well, if this doesn't work out, we both love this bar. We, we met at this bar or like, you know, and I feel like places in New York and LA are only like cool for, you know, there's a few places that are cool and those are the places you go. Those are kind of the hot spots and that's where you would go. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what I told myself at the time. This has nothing to do with him. This is just the restaurant that (laughs) everyone goes to. This is my spot. (laughs) Can you tell the story about when you, because I think this is one of the funniest ones in the book too, the guy you were dating who moved to LA. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like many of us have maybe contemplated this and a few of us have actually done it because it actually involves a lot of effort. Um, (laughs) I was seeing this guy. We met on 4th of July in the Hamptons and it was like a night at the Surf Lodge in Montauk and there were fireworks and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, he's the one. We just like, it was instant, like instant. And he was so like tall, dark and handsome and had this, you know, great job. And, you know, he was different. He like actually wanted to do activities. He called me on the phone with it, like voice calls. He had all these like ideas for things he wanted to do. And which by the way is what dating should be, but we're so used to how terrible dating is these days. We don't even expect that. Exactly. There should be activities. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. just be, (laughs) although right now activities are kind of weird, but we fell so hard so fast. Like I'm telling you, we had like matching necklaces and crap. And then come August, he came to me and was like, I like you so much, blah, blah, blah. But I just have to tell you that I am moving to LA in September. And I was like floored because in my mind, I'm like, 
okay, well, he must have known this. And I was like, well, how, why didn't you tell me? And he was like, well, I didn't tell you because I didn't think you would like me if I told you I was moving. And I'm like, well, yeah, probably not. Like, you know, like, right. Like if I knew there was no chance of a future with you. Right. Like I probably wouldn't have gotten so invested. And I was like, you know, shocked and heartbroken. But then at the same time, this like light in my head was like, well, okay, I can work with this. Like, I'm not going to let this end. So I was like, okay, that sucks. Like whatever. So by the way, just not, sorry, not to interrupt you, but I think this is something you also learn as you get older and go through so many relationships is like, sometimes if a relation, you don't have to make every relationship work. Like sometimes it makes sense to just let it go. Let it die. Yeah. Just let it die. (laughs) I was like, no, 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 no. So unbeknownst to him, I was like, okay, I worked at Ralph Lauren. There's people who need window displays all over. There's Ralph Lauren stores all over. So I went to my boss and I was like, hey, uh, I made up this lie that I was like, oh, I'm just so over New York. I need to get out of here. Like, it's really draining me, man. And um, she was the coolest boss. We had like such a cool relationship. And she was like, okay, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to transfer you to the LA of the West Coast. You'll be working with the West Coast stores. And I was like, wow, that was weirdly easy meant to be and yes and I was like it's meant to be so I did that I called to find the apartment you know I did everything from New York I like went out once for like two days or something came back and literally in September on our one of our last nights together what he thought we're gonna be our last nights together I was like guess what and I made up like I didn't tell him any sort of I got offered this job in LA and I think I'm going to take it. And he literally like his mouth was just like, holy shit. Um, and he was just like, wow. Like he had to pretend like he was excited. And I was like, yeah, so it's great. We're going to be together, like whatever. And then it was like, it all changed after that. Like, even though he was leaving like in a few days, like the calls were stopping, the texts were shorter and, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just really busy in the move, but I'll, I'll, I'll see you when, you when you're out there. And my dumbass moved out to L.A. And he took me for one movie. And it was a matinee, mind you. So it was a daytime movie. <laughs> one <laughs> matinee movie. And that was it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lesson that we all have to learn. You know, because like, I think a lot of people might do that kind of thing. Also too, like I remember knowing, like, you know, I feel like everyone can attest to this. When something is going down in a relationship, when you feel the other person kind of flipping away, like, you know, in your gut, in your heart. And like, I feel like I knew even when I was already moving out there, but it was like, I was too far in it. I was too far in it. So I was going to do it. I had to do it. You didn't want to know. That's right. the thing. I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier, which is like, you can just hear and see the things that you want to see. You know, if yes. somebody says one thing, you'll interpret it in the way that helps your cause, you know? Right. Oh, he's just busy. Oh, he's just this. Like we all do that, you know, or she's just in a bad place right now, or she just is, needs to be left alone. Like, it's like, but like you said, you you feel it and you know, and really it's your gut at the end of the day. That's something I've been learning a lot lately is to really listen to myself. And, you know, I, we were just talking about quarantine dating for a second. And 
there's this guy I've been friends with for years and we both were always in relationships. And so we were never anything more than friends. But during quarantine, just last week, actually, he asked if I wanted to come hang out and I kind of put it off a little bit because I wasn't really sure how it would go. And then, you know, he's really cute. But anyway, he invites me over to his house. I go over there. We have dinner. We watch a movie. So I went home that night. The next day he goes, hey, do you want to come over again and do the same kind of thing? And I'm like, this is just not what dating is really supposed to be. Yeah. Right? And, right. And he's like, you can just come out and stay at my place if you want tonight. You're welcome. Like bring the dog and stay. And for the first time, I think in the past, I would have always said, sure, why not? Like this guy's cool and we're friends and whatever would have made up all these excuses. But I sort of, but in my gut, I felt like this isn't really what I want to be doing. And this doesn't feel like what dating should be, you know? Right. And yes. I went, I'd rather wait until we can actually go on real dates. And yes. so I was like, you know, I think I'm going to just not. And we'll kind of pick things up again when life can get back to normal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the thing is just really listening to what you actually feel is right and not kind of making excuses for all the reasons why you should do something differently. Yes. That's big of you. You know, I think that's, it's a tough call to make because. Well, and it's hard to say to somebody who who you like also, you know, because you don't want to throw things off. Right. But I think also to your point of finding ways to be more independent and have things of your own, then it just doesn't, it doesn't matter as much if you feel like you might turn someone off a little bit or whatever. You're like, it's fine. Like if he's really, if he really likes me, it'll work out. And if not, then I've got other things going on. I've learned that too. And I'm sure you've seen the same thing. It's like when someone really wants to see you, when someone really wants to be with you, when someone really wants to talk to you, they make it happen. Yeah. They, they will bend over backwards. You know, I've had guys that I've ignored over and over and they keep coming back. And like, I'm not saying that happens all the time to me, but I'm just saying like, we can't like kid ourselves. That is a thing that happens. You know, people, if they want something, they'll get it, you know, and same thing with myself. Like if I like someone, I let it be known. And I've been the person that's been ignored too. Like I've put myself out there a few times as well. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, at least I tried or or on the other end, it's like, well, you know, I, I don't know. I'm digressing, but... (laughs) Well, no, there's no real wrong way to go about it. I think that's what it is, is just realizing that if something doesn't work out with one person, that's that's just fine. Like if you make an Mm -hmm. effort and they're not into it, there are so many other people out there, it's really going to be okay. But I think recognizing that, like you said, if somebody really wants to date you and they're really interested in you, you don't really need to play all these games wondering what's going on. Like if you're wondering what's going on, it's because they are not really that interested. Right. Right. You know, that's the bottom line. They want to date you, they'll date you. (laughs) Exactly. It's really very simple. If you both want to date each other, you will date each other. And then (laughs) that's what will happen. You know, I think to your point, when you were saying that there'll be someone else, I'm a daddy's girl. And like, I remember anytime I would be heartbroken or something, I'd call my dad and like, he is not a sappy guy. He's very matter of fact. Like I was kind of like raised like tough love kind of thing. And he was just like, when I would tell him about a guy and I'd be like, I don't get it. Like, why don't they like me? Like, you know, he was so this and he was so that. And I loved that he, you know, liked to do this with me and he liked to do that. And I'm not going to find someone. And he'd be like, Ari, do you remember the last time this happened? And the last guy you told me about, and you said literally all these same things. So do you think there'll be another guy? <laughs> you think this and is going to be the last guy? Yeah. Right. And I've, I thought about it and I was like, I really thought back to each guy I did. And I was like, wow, every guy at the time I thought 
oh, but he, it sucks. I'm not going to find someone else who likes to do the way I do. And like, like, oh, wait, okay. Yeah. Like, you (laughs) know. And yet you find it again. Yeah. From all your experience, what would you say is your best piece of dating advice? Oh, man. I think you have to have your own thing going on. And I don't mean to fake it because I think a lot of times we will not answer their texts for three hours on purpose, or we will pretend, you know, I've had people that are like, oh, just say you're busy or say you're going out with a girlfriend for dinner. It's like, I think you have to actually be busy. (laughs) That's the only way that I've learned. Like I physically, I'm like, I'm making plans with my friends. I used to be the person that like, didn't like to go out to dinner during the week or like, you know, didn't like to have this interfering with my schedule. It's like, no, make plans and you have to keep yourself busy. And right. And then stick to those plans. Right. And then, right. I think the thing is that people think they have to be busy so that they look cool, but that's not really what it's about. It's actually about maintaining independence and having a life of your own. So that dating is just an addition to your life. It's not your life. Right. And, you know, I think I've done this before too. That's, that's like a thing, like people meet someone they drop all their friends. They forget mm-hmm. their friends. They don't see their friends. They're all about the person. And then when that relationship breaks up, it's like, they're like, Hey guys, I'm back, you know? And it's like, that's my one thing. It's like, right. Have a hobby, have a time where you listen to podcasts, have a time where you go on walks, you know, like, Oh, I have to work out, but then I can hang out. You know, it's like, you have to set yourself some things that are for you. Yeah. I also feel like those rules, like don't sleep with someone on the first date or don't text them back for three hours or whatever the case is like, none of those things matter. If you have really good chemistry with somebody and you're going to work together as a couple, then that's going to happen regardless of the amount of time you take between texting people. Right. Again, like you said, if you are a complete person and you have hobbies and you have a job and you have interests of your own, that's far more attractive than any of the little games are going to be to someone else, you know? Yeah. And I think honesty too, you know, I think especially even during this time, you need your me time, you need your breaks. You can be honest with the person like, and not hurt their feelings. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm, I need to do this tonight with my friend or I need to do this. Like so many times it's like, Oh, does he not like me? Or does she not like me? And it's like, no, they just, you have to understand that that person has things that they need out of life too. Do you think, because I go back and forth with a lot of my friends on this, one of my best friends, she was in a relationship for six or seven years. And when she became single, she immediately was on every dating app, really putting herself out there. Meanwhile, I was going through my breakup from Brody like the exact same time Mm -hmm. and felt the exact opposite. I'm like, I don't want to date anyone. You know, I wanted to just completely be by myself, work on myself. And so my friends and I always debate whether it's better, you know, that expression, like the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. For sure. What are your thoughts? You know, it's interesting because I had a situation where I was like, I was recently single and I was like, I want to work on me. Maybe I'll go on some dates, but I need to like focus on myself and my work. And then I met someone randomly and I was like, oh crap. You know, know (laughs) and it was almost like, I was like, I don't want to like you right now because I'm not supposed to. Right. But here's the thing. You can't 
decide when you're going to make a connection with someone, you know, and it just happens. And I think that was something I struggled with. And like, even my friends were like, wait, but you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. And and like, in my mind, like, you know, I was like, oh yeah, like you get frustrated (laughs) because you're like, wait, like this is supposed to be the way it is. I'm laughing because I did, that's exactly what I did to this guy I met in the fall. He was like, so into me, so interested and we got along great. And I just kept saying to him the whole time, you know, I just really don't think I'm ready for this. I told myself that I would take this much time to work on myself, even though everything with him was great. And like everything was going forward in a good way. And I'm like, but I told myself that I wouldn't do this. And I kept bringing it up to him. And then when he finally came back to me and was like, okay, maybe this isn't what we should be doing right now. I'm like, what a jerk, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. No. And then, yeah, exactly. Then you let yourself fall. Right. And and you just need to like go with the flow. You don't need to make rules for yourself. If you meet someone, fine. Yeah. You can't make rules for yourself. You know, it's not often that a connection happens. And when it does, like you should embrace it. But in the past years ago, I was definitely the person that would like the minute a guy dumped me, I'd flip up in the dating app because I'd be like, I need someone else to focus my attention on to get me over this. Mm -hmm. But now I don't know. I don't know what would happen if that were to happen again. (laughs) I know. I I have a date tonight. Ooh, It's like a first date with someone who I, I mean, I don't know very much about him, but I'm excited. And I have been out of the dating game for so long. I swear, I just don't even know. Like, I'm starting to do the thing where you obsess over each little thing. Like, what do I wear? Do I wear, do I dress like I don't really care? Like, this is like, I'm casual and it's not a big deal. Or do I dress like sexy and like I made an effort or all these little things that I'm starting to overanalyze. Right. No, I understand that. (laughs) listen I would love to say even after I wrote this book and I do these Instagram cartoons and like that I am the biggest knowledge person of them all but like I said my one piece of advice to conquer all of those insecurities and confusion I would say that having your own thing going on yeah so you're just not so worried about it yeah it, it just takes the pressure off a little bit because I'm if I'm busy recording a podcast with you and he's texted me, you know, an hour ago when we started, right. like I haven't responded, not because I've been pretending, right. but because I've been doing a podcast with you. You it's know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is always attractive to people too, and when you have other shit going on. It's hot. You don't want to, you yeah. want to date someone who has their own thing going on. It's sexy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I know. I wouldn't want someone who's like constantly just waiting around for me or unavailable. <laughs> right. Like a little puppy, you know, and that's totally what I used to be. And Mm -hmm. I I don't want to be that puppy. I mean, I've done that too. And I think it happens to everyone is the bottom line. Because there have been times where I'm like, I just so regret that I wasn't in a place where I was doing more shit or whatever the case. And it's like, you know what, whatever. That just relationship wasn't meant to be the dynamic and you move forward Mm -hmm. and you'll, and you grow and you learn and don't make that mistake again. Right. I want to go through just a couple of our quick rapid fire questions. They're just kind of fun ones. What is a song that you would add to our... We have a playlist that's meant to get people in a good mood. What's okay. a song you would add to it? Something that makes you feel happy. So I love this song. I always put it on it like whenever I'm having like a dance party. Um, Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel. Okay. I love that song. I love, I love that. Yes. What's your favorite thing about yourself? I guess I would say sense of humor. I guess, like being able to take a joke. I feel like I get made fun of a lot and I can take it. And I like that I can take it. (laughs) 
I think that goes back to what I was saying about you being self-deprecating. You know, you're able yes. to, yeah. I can laugh at myself. That's a really good quality to have. Which Disney princess would you be? Man, I think <laughs> I would want to be Ariel because I could just be like a mermaid. That would be tight. I think that would be cool. <laughs> I know. And she can sing. Well, I guess they all sing yeah. actually, but still she, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. She's a she's good one. Cool. Is there anyone in your life who is going through something challenging right now that you would want for all of us to send like positive thoughts to today? I think I would just send positive thoughts to one of my best friends had a tough year. She had like a major surgery and she had to move and the whole COVID thing happened. And I would just send major love to my friend back who has triumphed through all of it still a boss bitch. She's actually come out of this quarantine crushing better than ever. Good for her. She's, she's a, like a personal trainer and now is using this to build her brand and her story even better and more so. And it, she works harder than anyone I know. And I think that that's super awesome. I think I've seen you post about her on Instagram. Yes. She's Sweat yeah. with Beck. Yes. Sweat with Beck. Okay, so there we can we'll do some promotion yeah. for her too. <laughs> she's 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 rad. She's hilarious. She's Australian. She's like the fitness influencer that doesn't take herself too seriously. Like she jokes, she's like, the people who take my classes, they're you know, they're the kind that sometimes are hungover, but that's just that. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for yeah. that. And before we go, where can our listeners find you? So I'm an Instagram butt like maybe. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you guys to check out my book. It's called But Like Maybe Don't. It's available wherever you sell books, but easiest on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and hopefully in real life stores by the time you're listening now Yay. that you can go to. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for doing this. And I'll be Thank talking you to you for, soon. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye. 